Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, should kids get permission from dad when he's home? Definitely, man. That's that's what they should do. Definitely go get permission from dad. Do not seek out mom <laughs> or you've committed a grievous sin against God. Is that what you're saying? As a generality, you know, if you were, <laughs> if you were to so think about generally it. Generally, it's a grievous sin. <laughs> generally, it's a um, – think, think about it this way. So, I mean, if, if – um, Dad is functionally the king of the home or the ruler of the home, and mom is the queen of the home. Then, I guess you know you you can imagine a situation where you know dad and mom, you know, dad sitting on his kingly throne, and then <laughs> <laughs> mom is sitting next to dad on the kingly throne, and then the kids walk into the court or whatever, right, to get permission uh -huh. to do certain things, and if they just kind of go straight to mom, and dad's sitting right there, right, dad, you know, he. He's not really having anything to do. So they go straight to the queen instead of going to the king. I think, obviously, I mean, everyone would just instantaneously assume in that kind of arrangement that the queen is the one who's in charge. That would be what they would assume. They uh -huh. wouldn't necessarily assume that. I mean, it would be kind of a breach of protocol, basically, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would be it would be a situation where everyone would assume that, well, she's the real power in charge of this kind of thing and that that would be particularly pronounced if like it were the peasants in that kind of situation right so like the peasants come into the courtroom they go straight to the queen they ask, they address her they ask her permission and she's deciding like matters along those lines uh, everyone would think well she's the real power here she's he's she's the one who's in charge <laughs> uh -huh. so like in that kind of way i mean there's obviously you know scenarios that you can imagine along these lines where um, it may be fi fine to go talk to mom and ask mom's permission. And most of the time, I mean, you know, with little kids in particular, they're they're in traditional homes where the dad's working and the mom's not. What generally happens is the kids will go and they'll ask mom because they do that all day long. So she's the one they look to to right. ask for requests in general. And then she's the one they look to to manage like all their conflicts they have in general. So they're just used to going to her. Um, but then, you know, does like the question is, is, is this, I mean, should there be a tangible, um, shift in those kind of dynamics when the dad is home? And then, um, 
you know, even when the dad isn't home, is there a sense in which she's acting for him as his representative when he's not home, like related to these requests? So like, should there be looming in her mind uh, something along the lines of, well, dad has decided, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, as it relates to a lot of those things anyways. And then when he gets home, would it be natural just to kind of funnel them to him to manage you know, most of um, a lot of what parenting is, is managing, like, particularly when your kids are young, managing their conflicts and, you know, handling all their requests and things like that. So is there, um, is there a shift that happens when dad is home? Now, I mean, if dad has something to do, then, you know, I mean, if dad's like busy doing something productive or something like that, I mean, it's, there's obviously like the question is not meant to be a straight jacket or something like that, but then it, it is meant to ask, um, is there something that generally changes when dad gets home? Does the dynamics of the home change in any tangible way? So that's kind of what the question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The question's not necessarily trying to say, all right, here is the new prescribed law that, you know, all children must follow in order to please God. Right. Right. It's, It's more just a question of who at the bottom of it really is just a question of who is actually the one in charge. Like right. Bottom line, who's the one who is who's got the final say with these kinds of things and not only has the final say, but then like in the minds of everyone in the family, they all understand that this person has the final say in those things. Right. That That's kind of what you're getting. At yeah. Here. So so uh, so what's happened is uh, with with a lot of people, they they don't actually understand leadership to be a concept that really has much of any meaning at all. So when you think about leadership, like in general, like people caricature the idea of, of uh, leadership, like what I'm going to describe as a, an essential component of leadership. So what they'll do is they'll straw man this idea. Um, so they like on the one hand, they'll say, hey, leadership isn't bossing people around. OK. Yeah. So when with if I were to say, hey, yeah, the kids should probably go to talk to their dad and this kind of thing then instantaneously in people's mind, what they do is it, it instantaneously goes to, oh, you must be some, like if you're some dad who wants this to happen or or something like that, or if you're saying that this is a part of what it means to be a leader, like you, you're just some guy with the, you know, ego that needs to be stroked or something like yeah, that. You, you've got a God complex or something. God complex, a megalomaniac or a tyrant or whatever. You conceive of leadership as bossing people around and all that. And you know, it's like mom's an adult too. Dad's an adult too. It, you know, they can go to whoever's closest to them. It's not really a big deal. But then functionally what's actually happening is like the children, like children often, they do go to who they perceive to be the natural leader in any given situation. Uh-huh. So if mom's making all the decisions, that's kind of like th- there is a very real dynamic as it relates to, you know, just the curse in general that the woman will desire to supplant her husband, like his role as being a leader of a family. And there's a lot of families that are like very matriarchal in how they run. So when yeah. there's decisions to be made, everyone knows you, you know, in the in a matriarchal home, you go to mom because because if you go to dad, dad's just going to say, hey, go ask your mother. I'm, you know, and a lot of that's just him abdicating his role, right? Right. So a lot of that's him abdicating his role as the leader of the home where you just say, hey, go, I don't want to deal with it. Go ask mom. But then what happens over the course of your life, if that's routinely what's happening, like mom actually is 
bearing the weight of making all the decisions within a home throughout the whole childhood of the of their kids, right? Right. And so they know that I go to mom, mom decides everything. But p- part of um, like part of like how men justify this kind of thing is they say, "Hey, I'm just delegating," right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a master delegator. I delegate. Uh, but but then the problem is like, what is leadership? Like you, you get behind the question, you have to ask yourself, well, what, what is leadership here? Like what is leadership really like at its core? And leadership is burden bearing. It's like uh, it, a lot of leadership is making those decisions. And, you know, it can be very like a lot of people think that this is just about like some man who needs his ego stroke or something, but it can be pretty stressful on a wife to have to make all these decisions routinely all the time uh, to yeah. be the one who has to deal with all the kids conflicts, managing all their conflicts um, to make all these like decisions. And I mean, that's uh, like, leadership essentially is decision-making is, and men are just way more qualified than women to make quick, simple decisions uh, that involve like, you know, balancing a uh, variety of variables anyway. So a lot of this is just men are more qualified to do this than women, even though they abdicate that role. Part of why they're abdicating it is because their wife like demands that they abdicate it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and empower them to do that kind of thing. But then like women get really stressed out when they're having to make all these decisions all the time. Whereas a man can just, I, you know, as a husband, even in my home, I, I can... I can make these decisions really easy. It's not really that big a deal. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't, it's not, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing to make like these kind of decisions um, over and over again to just kind of quickly decide, okay, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And, and, and what happens when like families embrace this kind of thing, like often like ladies will fight it for a little bit, but then they'll realize it's like such a big blessing to have that burden off of their shoulders um, in general, where they don't have to decide all these things and they can just point them to the husband, the husband can take care of it. And often it has a way of just like, like the kids, uh, if they know that they have to go through dad, like they, um, like, so you have, you have a fight, uh, that you're trying to get someone to manage, you know, you have to go through dad. It does have a way of getting them on their best behavior <laughs> and figuring right. out, is this something we really want to talk about? You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, too. So, I mean, there's just a lot of blessings that come from doing this kind of thing. And, you know, when you think about it, I, I think that's just, um, that's what the what the Bible, Bible means when it says leader, like when it talks about leadership in general. And this is just something that people don't understand as a necessary aspect of leadership, if that makes sense. So, um, so I mean, there's, there's that example of the, of the man who's asking Jesus to heal his son. And and this 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 is kind of a throwaway passage that people don't understand that has a lot to do with what leadership actually is. Um, but then, uh, you know, he he looks at Jesus and he essentially says, "Hey, you don't have to go. Um, you don't have to come to heal my son. All you have to do is say the word, right? Say right. the word. Because I'm a, I'm a man under authority, right? So I tell people to do certain things and they do it, right? Uh, so I tell one man go this way and he goes this way. You know, I tell another man to come and he comes. And so he's basically looking at Jesus saying, I understand how authority works. And authority looks like giving like instructions and giving directions, right? And so then um, uh, you, 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 you have authority over the sickness. All you have to do is tell it to go away and it'll go away. You don't even have to be there. You know, I understand. How, and Jesus, you know, marveled at his great faith and everything else. So like along those lines, that's, that's just a necessary aspect of what leadership is. That's like, 
you know who the leader is, who people look to. Now, I mean, I think that there's plenty of situations where, like, um, a, um, a a husband might delegate in not, in a non spineless way to his wife. So, you know, in particular, if my kids are asking me about food requests, I say, hey, yeah, yeah, go ask your mom about food because she's the one who you know buys the groceries, has a meal plan. She's the one who manages that thing. I, that's not in my area of expertise or knowledge. <laughs> uh, I don't right. want to mess up something that she like. I don't want to tell you you can eat something that when she has a certain plan that she's trying to run that is not necessarily in my mind. So you go talk to her that yeah, about that. But I mean, I think that the vast majority of things that kids are going to be com- coming to um, are not like. Maybe when they get older, it starts to become more and more about food request. <laughs> but I mean, particularly when they're younger, I mean, it's, hey, go to dad. I think that's a good practice that everyone can get in. And that's good for the kids. It's good for the, for the wife to remind herself that she has someone who's in authority over her to, you know, to word. Dad's, right. dad's the one who's charged. We're looking to him to make these decisions. We're going to follow him and what, he's, what he decides. Okay, fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Thank you.